This week on Rotten or Righteous, we asked the question, Bro, do you even watch VeggieTales? My name is Zach Geiler, and if you like to talk to tomatoes, if a squash can make you smile, and if you like to waltz with potatoes up and down the produce aisle, have we got a show for you. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Rotten or Righteous. It's a faith-based media review show that always leaves room for Jesus. I'm joined today with one of my two regular hosts. You see, Scott was moving today, and... I don't know if he was moving his house or he just stood up, but whatever the reason, he is incapacitated at the moment and cannot make it. However, I am still here with my good friend, Luke the Pickleweed, and I am Zach the Saltwort. I do love pickles. Well, pickleweed is actually a vegetable because of VeggieTales. I gave us VeggieTale names. Oh, um, that's terrible. So you're Luke the Pickleweed, and uh, pickleweed is, is known as... Samphire, and it's a plant that grows on the coast of the UK. And recently, it's gained a lot of popularity in America as a garnish in fancy restaurants. And I just like calling you pickleweed. It makes me feel good. But it looks like seaweed, which I hate. Yeah, and I did call myself saltwort, which isn't much better. And that is, is that a, a Veggie Tales character as well. That's just yeah, my my Zach the saltwort. And that's just a name, blanket name given to various species of vegetable that thrives in salty regions. So, now you know. And if Scott was here, you would have heard that his name is Scott the Fiddlehead. And Fiddlehead is a vegetable that is actually rolled, or it's the rolled up frond of a young fern that's then boiled and cooked. So, the more you know. I want to change things up just a little bit, so instead of going into our stupid report as we normally do, we're just going to do our first segment and turn it into a VeggieTales game. Now, any VeggieTater, what I call VeggieTale fans, knows that the best part of any episode is a segment called Silly Songs with Larry, the Cucumber. Luke's never seen VeggieTales, so I'm going to have to explain this uh, pretty thoroughly as we go through this. Uh, uh... But the best part of any episode is called Silly Songs with Larry. And for those of you who don't know, it's the part of the show where Larry comes out and sings a silly song. Now, I found some lyrics of these silly songs and I removed a word from them. So, Luke, your job is to tell me the missing word. Okay. Sounds simple enough. Let's start with an easy one. I think I have a remedy. Perhaps in my bulbary. I bought it from a merchant in Spain For ultimate <laughs> satisfaction We try allergic reactions Take a deep breath If it helps, you can squint at the sun Oh, here's some pepper Let's see I know I can try this pepper Don't be afraid Set it free! Let it go! 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 
For ultimate um, sniff satisfaction. Sniff. Is that your final answer? Sniff. Yes, it's the final answer. I lock it in. Unfortunately, you do not get a point for this one. The answer was sneeze. And it is This is from, a kid's song? Yes. All of these are kid's songs. That's important to note as uh, does, we go along. Does any kid know what potpourri is? No, but it rhymes with... Um, I don't know what it rhymes with. But, no, it's from a song that Larry sang called Sneeze If You Need To, which was a Billboard Top 100 hit. So. I doubt it. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of vegetable is Larry? Larry's a cucumber. Ooh, okay. He's one of the main stars of the show next to his partner, Bob the Tomato. Horrible. Okay, continue. All right, song number two. Everybody's got a water bottle. Yours is fast, but mine is slow. Oh, where'd we get them? I don't know, but everybody's got a water. <laughs> a water. I would say water bed, but water beds aren't very fast. A water sprinkler. A water buffalo. The title of the song is The Water Buffalo Song. Those aren't very fast either. Everybody's got a water buffalo. Yours was fast, but mine was slow. Hmm. All right, this is a personal favorite of many die-hard vegetators. Oh, where is my Oh, where is my Oh, where, oh, where, 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 this ma this makes me want to watch VeggieTales even less. And, you know, he's a cucumber, so he has lots of hair. Actually, in the song, uh, his hairbrush is given away by Bob the Tomato because Bob is like the straight man in this duo. And uh, he gave it away <laughs> He gave it away to uh, a peach because a peach actually has hair or fuzz on it. And Larry is, well, a cucumber. Now, this one I really need you to remember that uh, this is a kid's song for children on okay. a very, very, very G-rated television show. <laughs> Not sure I can take my mind back to that point in my life. Ten days after I turned eight, got my stuck in a gate. My friends all laughed, and I just stood there until the fire department came and broke the lock with the crowbar, and I had to spend the next six weeks in rehab with this kid named Oscar who got stung by a bee right on the and we couldn't even talk to each other until the fifth week because both of our were so swollen. And when he did start speaking, he just spoke Polish. And I only knew like three words in Polish, except now I know four because Oscar taught me the word for Usta. Your friends all laughed. Usta. How do you spell that? I don't know. So what you're saying is that when you were young... They turned blue. What could I do? She had a beard and it felt weird. My friends all laughed. Usta. Tongue. Close. Ugh. Lips. It is from lips. the song, I Love My Lips. Again. Terrible. Are you serious? Uh, like, these are actual songs that they sing dude, and children yeah, I, like I, them? I have it. Oh, yeah. They're hilarious. Matter of <laughs> fact, every time, every time Kelsey asks me the question, like, she's like, hey, have you seen my hairbrush anywhere? We'll just both start singing, oh, where is my hairbrush? This is... Kids should not be subjected to this. I can't even when I was five, even when I was five, I I wanted to watch uh, Arthur. I mean, Arthur's got to be better than Veggie Tales. 
I don't know. It's been a while. I just remember enjoying it. But then again, I had a soul. Okay, our next <laughs> song. No skeptic could explain just how nor could one off three but The wondrous deeds that went on in that little alpine hut Some would stand in silence while some just scratched their scalps For the curious ways of the yodeling of the Alps Whoa! The yodeling yeti. Veterinarian. It's like you're not even trying. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that Who is wrote the, this? That is from the song The Yodeling Veterinarian from the Alps. I would have okay. to say that I don't feel like that that level of vocabulary would be present in kid shows today, which is probably... Well, you know, it, it really reminds me, as I was going through these, it reminds me a lot of, like, the silly songs we'd sing at camp. Like, it has a lot of the same wording and same stupid yeah. ideas. And we sang a song at camp every day about the titanic sinking and people losing their pants i mean <laughs> looking back on the songs i'm just like what on earth were they teaching us like everyone's like yells and screams when they uh, lost their parents yeah it's, it's it's horrible i mean and i still find myself singing that song and i have to remind myself like hundreds of people died what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> They sent them down the blow so they'd be the first to go. It was sad. So sad. sad. Uncles and aunts, little children lost their parents. What is wrong with us? <laughs> this next lyric is from a song called... I'll tell you the title because it won't help you. The title is called, Oh Santa. I don't have plans. I don't have props, my friend. But I have cookies. Two yummy cookies. And I don't have horses. But please take this, my and eat one of these, my friend. They are for Santa, but you may have one. Fat. Fat. Yeah, they're offering cookies to. to... Oh, okay, that's rude. I don't have land. I don't have crops. My fat friend. Uh, no, the. <laughs> no, we were looking for uh, Viking. Viking was the missing word. Why are they giving Vikings cookies? Because they don't have land or crops. So the, the Vikings were going to pillage them, and instead they were like, well, here's a cookie, and then they went away. I mean, if I was a Viking and somebody handed me a cookie... Your standards I, are too I, low I, I, for Viking I mean, pillaging. This next song is titled, Endangered Love. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cry, Barbara. You're a nice... You've been so good to me, but I must go into the world and do noble things for the good of all. And you can't come because you don't speak French. Au revoir. But if you need me, who will take me to the ball? Who's going to take me to the ball? is a noble um, hmm. remember the title is endangered love endangered love it's kind of a hint uh a noble elephant very close but you're thinking land they were going sea barbara is a manatee (laughs) manatees aren't endangered (laughs) 
Say that to boat propellers. Um, <laughs> can't tell you the title of this next song because it would give you the way. You say you're missing. There's no reason for alarm. It's a common thing for gourds. It won't do you any really harm. You're technically a fruit. And with that much being said, you're a billy Be covered by your shirt, shirt but not your HMO. Uh, 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 Stem. Gord has it. Let me try that. Umbilical equivocal. But the umbilical equivocal is still there, right? Yes, and that is the stem on top of his head. So it is missing something. It's missing something to do with the umbilical cord. Uh, leaves belly button you say your belly button's missing <laughs> and that is from the belly button song okay this is the last song your last chance to get one point did i yeah oh oh you and me in a cruising to 7-eleven for a bag of frito lays oh you and me in a we'll slam into four-wheel drive Big red truck. Very, very close, but no. We were looking for sport utility vehicle. <laughs> okay. It's okay. We have another game coming up at the end of the show, and maybe you can get some points there. I got but zero points. Now let's move on to our review of the preview. This week we are watching the 2008 American computer animated family adventure comedy film titled The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, a VeggieTales movie. It stars Phil Vischer, voicing Pog Rape, Archibald Asparagus, Felipe the French Pea, and Bob the Tomato, and Mike Noraki, voicing John Claude the French Pea and Larry the Cucumber. According to Rotten Tomatoes, only 41% of critics gave the film a positive review based on 33 reviews with an average rating of 4.69 out of 10. The site's critics' consensus reads, This veggie tale should please the youngest crowds, but the silly script will tire the more discerning viewer. So we, uh, we'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 49 out of 100 based on 13 critics, indicating mixed or average reviews. The film was a flop at the box office and only earned $13.7 million for Universal Studios out of an estimated $15 million budget. The film was released on DVD on October 14, 2008. That said, 92% of Google users give it a positive review. So we'll see this week whether or not we side with the people or with the critics but here's basically what it's about three rather lazy vegetables elliot sedgwick and george work together at the pieces of eight hmm, that's bad already elliot <laughs> work together at the pieces of eight a-t-e pieces of eight diner where they dream of one day putting on the ultimate pirate show Lacking the self-confidence and drive to make their dreams a reality, the three have their lives turn around when they are magically transported back to the 17th century. So, with that, let's go ahead and watch the preview, and we'll come back and review it. A bored gourd, a sour grape, and a cucumber who wants to be cool. 
have been called to save a princess. The heroes! They're here! Does anyone know where the bathroom is? I'm Eloise, princess of Monteria. Pirates have taken my brother, Prince Alexander. With my father, the king away in the west, it is imperative that we mount a rescue immediately. Coming in. Now, in a world of ruthless pirates... I've seen that on TV. You can cut a can with it and still slice a tomato. ...where dragons roam. Hey, guys, there's bubbles. I don't know about you, but I'm going to wet myself. ...and snacks attack. <laughs> I want to go home. Three vegetables will aspire to grapeness. I don't think that's possible. And that's coming from a guy who just swam 92 miles without arms or legs. From the creators of Jonah, the most successful vegetable movie of all time. How do you start this thing? <laughs> comes the pirates who don't do anything. We landed on a beach. I was running from evil cheese. Something came up behind us. It was a rock monster. That's something you don't see every day. Get the seen the heroic types. <laughs> Back home, they actually call us the pirates who don't do anything. How comforting. The pirates who don't do anything. It's a good song. Don't you like it? And should I give my should I give my opinions or wait? Just one second. And we are back. Luke, you should give your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Having never seen VeggieTales before, um, I'd say it looks better than I thought. I thought it would be like some like real bad, poorly animated, like almost like low budget, terrible, stiff looking kids show. You know, like the junk that is on TV today, where it's like, painful to watch. But uh, that actually, it it looked okay. Yeah, no, uh, VeggieTales was really ahead of its time. It, um, yeah. Anything else stick out to you about the, the trailer? Um, I like that he swam 92 miles without arms and legs. That was my favorite part of the trailer. I think my favorite part was there's two references to going to the bathroom in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> After the seri the world's most serious cartoon that we watched last week, I am I'm very <laughs> excited to watch something with a little more levity. <laughs> I plan to be extremely critical of this show. Of, of, of course you are, because... Because uh, I, I know you like it. I may enjoy it. I've never actually seen this movie, which is why I picked it. Oh. And, uh, but I remember growing up with VeggieTales, and I remember liking them, and I still sing some of the songs so and any any trailer that decides to do a parody of the b-52's rock lobster but uh change it to rock monster well that is just absolutely all right with me i'm yeah i can't wait to watch this movie i i think that it's going to be a good time i think scott this is right up his alley because it's <laughs> pointed towards his mental uh, demographic. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it'll be... I think it'll be stupid. 
but I think it'll be funny. I think it won't be uh, a chore to sit through. All right, what's your rating, Luke? Um, I'll give it a. Well, l- let me ask this. It, I thought Veggie Tales was like a Christian themed show. Is there Christian themes in this movie? In all of Veggie Tales, or is this just like yes. a? All of Veggie Tales centers around. A, sometimes it's directly related, like their first movie, which I haven't watched either, but it's on our list to review later down. Uh, the line, their first movie was was Jonah, and uh, it was the story of Jonah, but just told by vegetables. Um, hmm. And at, at the end of each episode, they go through a Bible verse, at least the old school uh, ones. Um, they go through a Bible verse and uh, bring out a, a moral of each story so i imagine these are by the same people like the two uh guys that i said uh were were starring in this phil visher and and mike no i can't even say his name mike no rocky no rocky um (laughs) uh they they are they are members of a protestant i think i saw a protestant church and uh, the original shows were voiced by members of that congregation. And so, while I don't believe with the theology or doctrine of it, they do include Bible, or at least Bible morals in each thing that they do. Hmm, that's interesting. So, um, so this is like the Bible Project before the Bible Project was cool. These are the, these are the forerunners of the Bible Project. I, I truly in like ve- that. Oh, go ahead, finish your thought. In vegetable format. One thing I like about VeggieTales is that it brought biblical morality to the mainstream. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. showing my son VeggieTales to teach him doctrine of how to live his life or how to worship or anything. But I, I don't see a problem with VeggieTales teaching him why it's bad to lie, you know? And, yeah. uh, and, and it brought Christian values to mainstream media. Like, it was on NBC's Saturday morning cartoon block back in the, the 90s. And so, yeah, I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for VeggieTales. And uh, I know a lot of people in the Brotherhood don't. Um, I don't. I've never really got that, especially now looking back. And I studied so much VeggieTales stuff <laughs> for this episode that, uh, you know, it... I, I, my affection for it just kind of grew. And I can't wait to kind of work through this movie and if it works out and it's as fun to do as I think it will be maybe I'll toss a few episodes in down the line for us to review I think I'll give it a 7 looking pretty it looked better than I thought I'll say that and I have no reason to hate it well I'm going to give it a 7 as well so we don't need Scott or a calculator to do this one um, <laughs> it's 7 there you go. There's the review. And I'm giving it a 7 because it's a cartoon about vegetables. And if I give it any higher than truly any credibility the show has goes right out the window. <laughs> so we'll see if that score uh, stays next week as we review the actual movie. But before we go, we do have one more activity that me and Luke are going to play together. It's another new game. A game I invented called Veggie Tail or wedgie fail and the uh idea behind this is i'm going to give you the title and the brief synopsis of an original veggie tale episode no googling your job is to tell me if it is a real veggie tale episode 
or a fake episode entitled that I made up. Your job is to tell me whether or not it's a true, honest, goodness, genuine veggie tale or just a big pile of wedgie fail. And I want you to say wedgie fail because that's ridiculous as well. Okay, our first episode in summary. The episode is titled Rack Shack and Benny. Mr. Nezer sends three friends down a garbage chute when they fail to sing the bunny song and bow down to a 90-foot-high bunny that he built to commemorate the sale of his two-millionth chocolate rabbit. That is a real episode of VeggieTales. That is correct. VeggieTale number two, Dave and the Giant Pickle. Little Dave is a lowly shepherd who everyone thinks is too small to do big things. That all changes when Dave manages to knock out a giant 30-foot-tall pickle. That is a wedgie fail. Incorrect. It is an actual episode. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. Sammy Strong and the Evil Raisin. Sammy Strong is the strongest asparagus who ever lived, but he's no match for an intriguing raisin he meets who convinces him to share the secrets of his strength. Hmm... Um, I'm going to say that is a wedgie fail. That is correct. I made that up. The real VeggieTale episode that deals with Samson is called Minnesota Cuke in the search for Samson's hairbrush. (laughs) All right. Our fourth movie. Our third. Nope. This is the fifth movie, isn't it? No, it's the fourth movie. Fourth. Vegtastic Park. John Hammond Cheeseman believes that he created the best amusement park the world has ever seen. It has everything. A state-of-the-art salad spinner ride, a colander cafe which serves all the best ice cream you can find, and of course his crown jewel. He has brought back extinct vegetables to life. Everything goes wrong when, sec- when the security olives fall asleep on the job and accidentally release a hungry pack of velocirutabagas and a ferocious Tyrannosaurus Brussels sprout. Will Alan the Green Bean and the Sprouts discover the power of teamwork and cooperate to escape the park? That's legit. Veggie, no. uh... <laughs> that is a wedgie, a wedgie fail. I made that up. <laughs> but I am very proud of it. <laughs> All right, next one. Gideon, Tuba Warrior. Gideon stops a victory parade in his honor to explain that he was originally scared and unwilling to become Israel's general. Wedgie, or, uh, that's legit. Veggie tail. Correct. That is a legitimate episode. Yes. Next episode, Rex in the City. Rex is a country squash who accidentally took the wrong bus and ended up in New York City. He now has to rely on the kindness of strangers to find his way back home. Wedgie fail. That is correct. I made that up. Okay, and the next one, Grumpy Joan and the Tiny Tilapia. God tells Grumpy Joan that he or that she needs to travel to the pantry to tell some naughty potatoes to clean up their act. When Joan decides to try and run away from this responsibility, she finds herself trapped in the ironically named Tiny, the tilapia. She finds herself trapped inside of a tilapia? Yes. <laughs> Where'd you fail? That is correct. I made that one up too. All right. Are there any fish in VeggieTales? I, I was thinking that was some kind of spin on Jonah. It was. But it sounded too outrageous. Okay, Lord of the Beans. This is the epic tale of a little flobbit named Toto, the nephew of Billboy Baggy Pants. 
who is <laughs> who is given the job of bringing a bean to the dangerous land of woe with Iricorn the ranger, Legolam the elf, Grumpy the dwarf, and Legolam's brother who had nothing better to do. Will Toto outsmart a him and the evil scary man? Wedgie fail. Wrong. That is a genuine <laughs> Wedgie fail. <laughs> Sounds like they just stole everybody else's ideas, turned all the characters into vegetables, gave them clever names, and then that's how they came up with their content. That's how pretty much 90% of kids' shows work. All right, the next one. The Vegetable Garden of Eden. Adam the Onion and Eve the Leek have the perfect life. They live in the best garden, they're in love, and their every need is taken care of. But that all changed, or but that all is threatened, excuse me, when a lying piece of broccoli tries to convince the couple to eat the forbidden strawberry of good and evil. <clears throat> the fact that Satan is portrayed as broccoli here is going to make me say that's, that's genuine, and if it's not, it should be. It's a wedgie fail. I made that up. Mm. And finally, Celery Night Fever. A determined young carrot <laughs> is determined to save a park from becoming a parking lot by getting her grandfather to reunite with his old disco band, the Groovy Brothers, and perform a concert. Um, that's a true veggie tale. That is a true veggie tale. You did. Yes. I wasn't keeping track, but you didn't do great, but that's okay. I wouldn't do great either if I had to go up against my brain. All right. <laughs> Well, there you have it. We have uh, reviewed the preview of Veggie Tales, uh, of the movie Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, a Veggie Tales movie. Join us next week as we go ahead and review the actual film and see if it scores uh, higher or lower than a 7. We'll see if the preview lied to us. Until then, please like us on Facebook if you haven't already at facebook.com slash rottenorrighteous. Follow us on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a quick review and five stars. It really helps us reach a larger audience. And if you like the show, tell someone about us. If you have a suggestion for a movie or television show you would like us to review, or if you have any question, comment, or concern, you can reach us at rottenorrighteous at gmail.com or on Facebook Messenger. Please visit RottenOrRighteous.com and see what's going on over there. Also, if you haven't noticed already, stay tuned just a bit after the closing music for some outtake or something that had to be cut from the main show. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, and supporting our show. For Scott Judge, who is a slacker and is not here, and Luke Taylor, I'm Zach Geiler, and this has been Rotten or Righteous. Uh, uh, hey, Luke, do you know the last thing my grandfather said to me before he kicked the bucket? Um, no. He said, uh, hey, Zach, watch how far I can kick this bucket. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, we will talk to you all again next week. Until then, remember to say your prayers and obey your parents. Obey your parents. What if someone doesn't have parents? That could, that could, that's insensitive. Everybody has parents, Luke. Whether or not they're alive is a different story, but everyone has parents. <laughs> Do they?
Zach, I love the Bible, but man, there are some verses that I wish weren't there. What do you mean, Luke? Well, you know the verses about like having to get up on Sunday and go to worship, or not telling lies, and not to mention the one that I have to remain faithful to my wife. Seems like the Bible wants me to serve God all the time and takes all the fun out of life. Well, good news, Luke. I may have a solution for you. Agnosticism? No, silly. You can still have the pleasure of feeling superior to the unbelievers of the world while not having the burden of actually practicing the basic tenets of Christianity. Uh, I can have the fun feeling of better being... <laughs> Fail. I can have the fun feeling of being better than everyone without, without the... <laughs> <clears throat> I can have the fun feeling... Is there a typo here? I can have the I can fun have the of fun feeling, of feeling be oh, better. Gotcha. I can have the fun of feeling better than everyone without the work. Tell me more. You sure can, Luke. All you need is the all-new, universally American politically correct version of the Bible. The UAPCV is a great new version of the Word of God that removed all the commands or anything that might make you feel bad. Just ripped it right out of there. Uh, passages like the entire chapter of Matthew 19, Acts 2.38, and 1 Timothy 2.12 are just gone. Really, uh, when you look at it, it does seem just like 900 blank pages. But don't worry, three passages remain intact. Of course, they also remove all the context. Passages like Matthew 7.1, do not judge, or you too will be judged. And Matthew 7.8, ask and will be given to you, for everyone who asks receives. And of course, Ephesians 2.8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself, it is a gift of God. Everything else, gone. Which means you don't have to feel guilty about ignoring 99.9% .9 of the Bible like you do now. Wow, that sounds great. Now I can finally go to my pastor grandma's church without the crushing shame of blatantly ignoring God's word. Something like this must cost a fortune, though. Not at all. Just two payments of 1995 and your immortal soul. <laughs> Where can I buy this amazing literary blasphemy? Glad you asked. It's really simple, Luke. The UAPCV Bible is available at bookstores right next to the writings of Joyce Meyer, Joel Olstein, Kenneth Copeland, and other false teachers leading the gullible to hell. Or you can buy it on their website, www. This is a parody and not a real thing. Please don't confuse this with us advocating the destruction of the scriptures. Gov. Wow, with the universally American, politically correct version of the Bible, I won't get to heaven, but divine condemnation never felt so good.